But, you know, Germany on Wednesday passed a law that will compel federal states to automatically implement restrictions if COVID-19 cases exceed a critical threshold. Now, according to the central government, this law is important, especially as Germany struggles with a second wave and, you know, also slow vaccine rollout riddled with challenges. Now, I was wondering, I saw that, is this the second or the third wave in Germany? Um, Trying to get a grips with that one. So to tell you more about this, we're joined by DW Africa editor Michael Arty from Bonn. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Kino, and it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Always a pleasure to chat to you too, sir. So tell me, Michael, um, is this the second wave only, or is it the third? This is the, this is the third wave. No, I thought Germany so. is with, yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought so. Wave. No, I thought so. No, no, my thing said second wave. I was like, no, it must be the third wave. So... Um, you know, let's start with that law that I mentioned right up front. Um, you know, just first tell us a little bit more about what this law actually is. So, um, first of all, about 80,000 people have died from the coronavirus here in Germany, Kino. Yeah. And this continues to cause a lot of headaches for the government. Germany has 16 federal states, uh, for those who are listening and not familiar with the German uh, political system. And up until now, the decision on what restrictions to impose are discussed uh, between Angela Merkel and the state governments, but the implementation has been left largely to the states. And the result is that you move from Cape Town, Kino, to St. Helens Bay, and the rules are entirely different. In some mm. areas, there are curfews in place. In some other areas, there are no curfews. Um, there have been some states where uh, businesses have been opened, although case numbers have been rising. And so across the country, uh, the efforts at dealing with the coronavirus has been a patchwork. And not only does it cause confusion, it has also been quite inefficient. So Angela Merkel has been pushing for uniform rules and responses. This law that was passed yesterday spells out what has to be done in case numbers exceed specific thresholds. Yes. And um, it was passed by what would can best be described as the lower house of parliament yesterday. And it's expected to go to the upper house, which is the Bundesrat. And if it passes the upper house of parliament, all the state's government will be required to undertake specific actions, which are spelled out in the law. For instance, if 100 new infections are recorded consistently over three days, there must be a curfew and many other measures, Kino. Yeah, listen, I think it makes sense, right? Um, it's interesting, you know, we say federal, you know, having a federal type state, which is similar to what South Africa is kind of. <laughs> we're about, we, 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 we close, close to federal. I mean, a lot of our stuff's still centralized, but you do have a premier of the Western Cape and there's a, a level of autonomy here. And that's great on one hand, but when you have an existential crisis such as the one that we're all facing at the moment, you need people to work in tandem and Having everybody make up their own mind because they come from, you know, different ideologies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is just a recipe for disaster. So that's exactly what's been experienced here in Germany. There are many different approaches, many different opinions on what the rules are. Uh, And sometimes when you deal with politicians, people do not implement the rules for political expediency. It makes them popular, but Mm -hmm. it leads to more infections. I mean, for crying out loud, can you imagine there's an anti-vaxxer party that wins a particular state? I'm just, I'm, Indeed, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. using that as an extreme. Um, I mean, there'll be pandemonium. But what are people actually saying on the ground? 
the, the responses are varied, as is expected of a law like this. On the one hand, uh, some people believe that this is um, coming a little too late. Um, these uniform rules should have been implemented from the very start. But there are others who are saying that this goes too far. It eats into personal rights and liberties. And in fact, yesterday, while Parliament was sitting, some 8,000 people converged on Berlin and were protesting. And many of them were protesting without face masks. And for many of the people in there who were protesting, uh, this law is something that infringes on their fundamental human rights. And they don't think that this is something that should happen. And they have political backers. The alternative for Germany, the AFD party, um, has been saying that they are going to block this law in court. And some other uh, political groupings in parliament say that they are going to challenge this uh, as much as possible. Uh, they are going to make sure that this law doesn't pass. So as can be expected, uh, there are those on the one hand who think that lives are important and they need to be saved and the rules have to be applied uniformly. But there are others who believe that they are, and I, I must also say, Kino, that there's some bit of um, um, coronavirus uh, mm. frustration and fatigue. Also, uh, many people have been Absolutely. dealing with one form of restriction or the other for more than a year now. Uh, and so um, this is what we are seeing here at the moment. Lots of people with different opinions on this law. And listen, there is, I think that fatigue is shared uh, globally. And, you know, I've, I've got a friend who says, you know, what? I'm healthy. You know, I eat the right foods, I'm staying healthy. I don't drink. I don't do anything that harms my body. Why should I wear a mask? But I think people like that forget that no matter how healthy you are, when you contract the virus, it might not affect your body, but you can pass it on to other people. And exactly. this is the type of thing exactly. that we need to be cognizant of. And it's no use using an excuse, oh, everybody should be fit, everybody should be looking after their health. We live in a real world where not everybody does that, and we need to be safeguarding those people. So, um, and we also live in a real world where people are older, and exactly. the older they get, the less strong they become. And so, yes, people must also understand that it is not just about uh, being responsible for yourself, but in this community, you have to be responsible for those who are not as strong as you are. No, without a doubt, Michael, without a doubt. But briefly explain to us, right, how is the vaccination going in Germany? Um, it's one of the arguments that people have been making about, as a counter to this law. Why don't we increase vaccination so that we can all do away with all of the restrictions? But I must say off the bat that scientists have been saying that until we reach herd immunity, which could take a while, um, these restrictions will still continue to be in place. But Germany's vaccine rollout has been struggling. It's been slow. Mm. It's also been uh, saddled with lots of challenges. Quite recently, um, there was the issues regarding the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and uh, related to blood clots in some adults. Um, yesterday, the European Medical, uh, Medical Agency um, said that it had found a possible link between Johnson & Johnson vaccines and blood clots among adults. However, the benefits outweigh the risks. And so um, Germany has said that it is going to start rolling out the Johnson & Johnson vaccine so that vaccination can, can speed up because lots of people here in the country are still waiting to get vaccinated, me included. Yeah, yeah. Or well, it's us, you know. You're still a young man, though, hey? So... <laughs> 
Uh, are they going via age? We're going via age here. We're going, especially in the Western Cape, we're going, okay, if you're 60 plus or whatever, you're first in line. We don't even worried about um, whether or not you have comorbidities, etc. If you're older, you get vaccinated. When you get down to 46 or 45, I don't know how they make that decision. Then they start looking at comorbidities because they're going, well, you know what? Older people are generally at higher risk, so let's start there. It'll not complicate the vaccination issue. Vaccination issue. How is it being dealt with in Germany? Um, it's it's similar to this. Um, we started with older people, and then it, it's come to healthcare workers, people who are more likely to deal with people who've contracted the coronavirus, and that's how it's been going um, for all of this time. But essentially, the whole process has been quite slow. Um, it hasn't been as fast as in some other places. Um, mm. Again, because of the issues that I, I spoke about earlier. Yes. And um, the, the reason why people are asking when are we going to get vaccinated is that there's this assumption that once we vaccinate, the earlier we get vaccinated, the closer we get to herd immunity so that all of the restrictions or at least some of these restrictions um, can be put behind us. So there's, there's that thinking among the general population that if vaccines are going to be the solution for all of this, then why don't we quickly get vaccinated so that we can move on with life, assuming there's going to be anything like returning back to how things were. Yeah, I, d- I somehow doubt that we're going to get back to exactly where we were. Um, I mean, we also have variations. We don't know whether there are going to be other variations of this, how that's going to affect the vaccine. I just think there's so much uncertainty in the world at the moment. Um, and in indeed, any case, and who wants to go back? When to the are you way? likely to get vaccinated, Kino? Um, I have no clue. <laughs> when my government finally decides to go ahead with their darn vaccination, hopefully by 2022, Michael, is is what I can tell you right now. <laughs> and I'm not 60, yeah. so I ain't going to go any time early. You know, I'm 46 at the moment, so no. <laughs> Michael, we we have a voice note. Let's just take a listen to that quickly. This is just a response to our chat. Let's take a listen. Sure. You know, I'm just listening to the conversation you're having with a gentleman from Berlin, and I do think it's important to not conflate when people don't want the vaccine in a hurry with those people not caring about other people's lives. Personally, I'm in two minds about it. Um, because this vaccine hasn't gone through the trials as it should. So I'm sort of tempted to step back and say, well, then I won't go anywhere particularly, and I will wear my mask, and I will Mm. just keep on taking care. But I'm not rushing in to join the fray of all the people who are actually the guinea pigs in this business. As much as the vaccine, if it is safe, will make an enormous difference. I would still like to hold back a little bit and be very sure that it is safe. So, you know, this is a very complex situation and it isn't just a black and white business of anti-vaxxers versus everything scientific is immediately the solution to everything. There's a lot of ground in the middle and it needs lots of discussion. And I think one of the things that this, this has highlighted is that we need a lot more consideration for each other's points of view. I agree. I, I can't disagree with that. Um, you know, it, and Michael, I mean, yeah, is the issue right? And she's spot on. Um, yeah. Because of how quickly it's taken. Yeah. She, she has a point, but um, this discussion has been had um, many, many times now. Uh, we've had lots of discussions about this. Mm. Uh, 
has this vaccine been sped up? And there are people who have genuine concerns about how quickly these vaccines have been developed. Yes. But again, you know, um, there's also a lot of discussion and a lot of um, uh, scientific reasoning why these vaccines have come out this quickly. Yes, and, indeed. I mean, we spoke yeah. to Ma- Michael, if I may. We spoke to Time Magazine's Top 100 doctor. Um, he was on, I forget his name now. I spoke to him the other day. But he helped eradicate polio in Africa, right? So they got rid of polio. in, And he said, listen, people must understand that even though it's done as quickly as it has been, it's still gone through a lot of rigor. And the other thing is people worry about blood clots. You're more likely to get blood clots from COVID-19 than you are from the vaccine itself. Indeed. Indeed, you're absolutely right, um, Kino. And uh, I mean, back to, back to the, the point about mm. the vaccine. It's part of the reason why the rollout has been quite slow in Germany. Yeah. The German government, as well as the EU uh, Medical Association, have painstakingly gone through all of the motions. They have tried as much as possible to make sure that these vaccines are safe. And especially here in Europe, that process has been very, very rigorous. And so, yeah, there are, there are people who see the speed and then they have concerns. But uh, we should also understand that some people who know their job have actually done what it, it takes to be done to make sure that people are safe. And so uh, this conversation has also to be put, put, in, put in context. Correct. You know, um, and I'm not saying that anybody who is um, not going to take the vaccine uh, is not right, but I think that we should also understand that a lot of work has gone into these vaccines and the decision to roll them out. Absolutely, Michael. Great chatting to you as always. Editor Africa, Deutsche Welle in Bonn, Michael RT.